Welcome to Dice with Death, where anyone could die with a roll of the dice. I'm your direct messenger, Ollie Bateman, and joining me again for this week's performative Dungeons and Dragons podcast is Chatty Badger's Jamie Powers. I'm glad that Amy is back again because I. Uh, I'm glad that Amy's back again because I don't have to DM. I'm Ark, and I did that so much better the first time. <laughs> uh, yeah, did he do a good job, yeah. boys, at DMing? Yeah, yeah, he was great. He was very good. He was very good. We're gonna we're gonna move on past this recording like it's not the second time we've tried to record this intro <laughs> because of really bad lag on a shout on out a different... to Riverside. <laughs> no, let's not shout them out, well, please. Like, no. River, <laughs> River died. It's like awful. Oh. oh, that was good. That was very good. Um, we are, of course, also joined by, and please welcome back, everybody. We are Reach's Amy Mallet. I had a lot of time to move to Bath, and now I'm recording in my brand new gaff. Ayo! Yes. yes, listeners. Uh, obviously, you all know that Amy decided to move across the country and leave the big old smoke of London. Um, but you're now situated in your new place. Uh, you're hotspotting off a phone, and we're still making episodes and recording. It's yeah. all going really well. And honestly, pray for the internet, everyone. Let's roll. Uh, should we roll a D twenty uh, for the internet? And see how well it's going to hold yeah. up today. Do it. Yo. 17, I'll take that. Ooh, I'll take that's that. That's good. Thank God for that's 4G, honestly. Good. I don't know how you cope when you just haven't, haven't got an internet connection at all. <laughs> <laughs> Problem with a new build. But anyway, that's the story for another day. So yeah, for, for all of our listeners um, imagining um, us, we're all in our usual locations except Amy, who's recording from the bath. So if you want to, you know, chuck us any yep. extra money. And there might be some tears that, that release special images. There'll be that. some tears. There'll be some blood and tears. <laughs> <laughs> when I said I was moving to Bath, I just meant the tub. <laughs> yeah. So we're turning our Patreon into an OnlyFans. That's yeah. what we're yeah, doing. I'll sell yeah. pictures of my feet. Uh, you should. You should. I've seen your feet. People are paying good money for them. <laughs> <laughs> we are, of course, also joined by WhatCulture.com's Adam Wilborn. I'm Titus, you know, the one who hasn't died. One day I hope to make Princess Salu my bride. I hope I'm still kicking ass when I'm wearing dentures, but it's over to Ollie for the next phase of our adventures. Woo! Oh, lovely. Lovely. That was lovely. Love Adam. it. You're very good at those. Very good at those. Well, now that the old gang's back together. Is everybody ready to continue the adventure? Yeah! yeah! Hell yeah! Previously on Dice with Death, Eric and Schmorgenhausen grabbed the dwarvish monk out of Idu Ra's arms and thunder stepped away, successfully moving him out of the manipulator's harm. Erican, exhausted from the 8th level spell, was dismissed from combat and went back into the teeny tiny bell, where he is canonically not a slave. Not Titus like. tripped a guard. Vixen took some slashes at a stunned Idu Ra before checking over the manipulator for any weak points in its ancient construction and healed Ark in the process. Titus focused on the guards pursuing the dwarven monk next to Ark and suplexed a guard before sitting directly on him, breaking his spine. Ark finished off another guard with inflict wounds while Vixen set about shaking a stunned Idu Ra down for a key to the manipulator. Titus stepped up to Idu Ra, told him to suck it and slashed into him three times before Ark attacked with with his sacred flame. Idu Ra then summoned all the energy he had within his dark necrotic soul and broke free from the stun spell, avoiding Ark's hold person.
Jensen and shrugging off Titus's slashes before thunder stepping back to the manipulator with the sacrificial dwarven monk in hand. Titus heroically tried to grab the monk out of Idu's hands, but Idu held strong, keeping the monk firmly within his grasp before slashing at Titus as he moved away, doing serious damage to the Goliath Barbarian. Ark turned his attention towards the manipulator, cast a spell magic, but was thwarted by a counterspell from the manipulator itself. Vixen then tried another hold person, but failed to capture Idura in her clutches. Idu then placed the monk's head over the manipulator's flame, eviscerating it to nothingness as he cackled with joy as the wishstone of the gods appeared to everyone in the room. Idura placed the wishstone on his chest and said, Fuse my body with biomechanical magic and turn me from weak flesh and blood to impervious arcarnic carbon and steel. A huge blast of light blinded everyone for a few seconds before Idura's final form was revealed. I am the ultimate infernal mechanized demon. I am Oni Akuma, Planewalker. Ark then heard the unmistakable sounds of missiles heading towards the Sky Tower, grabbed Vixen and Titus in his wings, and used their collective full revive ability to give everyone full HP and spell slots before looking directly into the eyes of Oni Akuma, formerly known as Idura, to say, You may have the power to form the biggest government or the military might to command the solar system, but you've never fought the Storm, the Anvil, and the Bear. The missiles then hit the sky tower, destroying the glass dome above and sending smoke and debris into the air. And as the gang looked towards the sky, they saw the huge merfolk and battlecruiser of Aura Scalesguard. Ark gave the order to fire on Oni Akuma, and Aura Scalesguard and her battalion of men and women obliged, sending machine gun fire and missiles directly into the body of their newly born planewalker and the manipulator. Vixen then pondered over the wishstone in Titus's pocket, asking herself if she could use a manipulator to charge it, making it usable once more. The chaos continued, and the gang ran towards the edge of the collapsing tower, spotting Quilly along with Jansper Mapple as they drove their flying estate car to save them all. Ark obscured Oni Akuma's view with a fog cloud, and the gang successfully jumped aboard the flying car and zoomed off through the skies of Concretia, with the purple flame ablazed eyes of Oni Akuma staring back at them through the smoke. And that's where we are now. With Quilly at the wheel, and Jansper Mapple riding shotgun, you zoom through the skies of Concretia, watching the chaos below you unfold as hundreds of thousands of festival goers flee in the wake of the Sky Tower's collapse. You look behind you to see the battlecruiser still firing on Oni Akuma, as bullets ricochet off his newly constructed metal frame while Sky Fighters defend the city from the Merfolken assault. Well, you did it, gang. One manipulator down, four to go. What even happened back there? I mean... Did, did, did we do it? I was like. going to say, was that was that even a? Well, sorry, was that was that a victory, Quilly? You count that as a victory? Well, not necessarily a victory, but when you look at it, one of your objectives is to destroy all the manipulators in the solar system that are affecting everybody that lives on all the planets here, and one of them is definitely broken and down. Yes, you have a newly formed ultimate leader of some kind of the. I don't know, the lord of the undead loyalists and, like, leader of the mind shadows, but do you know what? Silver linings and all that. <laughs> I guess, but, like, only Akuma, probably worse, I'd say, than Edu Ra and a manipulator, no? Yeah. I mean, 
the fact that the rumours were true, that there is an ultimate leader of the undead loyalists, and his name is only Akuma, the ultimate plane walker, is, um, yeah, that's, that's something that we should be very, very worried about. Um, Mr. Moto Hirokoshi said something like this was on the cards, and I mean, you'll have to give him a full debrief when you get back, but this ain't the end of that thing that we just saw. Wow. Bugger me, eh? Still taking that as a massive W. So, uh, uh, plane walkers, are they, are they built or are they, like, are they born? I don't, I don't get what a plane walker is anymore. What's a plane walker, quickly? A plane walker is a, is a built construct. It's a, it's a metal robot. Looks like a lizard. It's like one of the things that you saw in, um, you know, in the facility all that time ago. But pff, if only, if Idu Ra wants to wish that he is the most powerful, impervious, mechanised demon, then I'm pretty sure a plane walker is one of those, right? I, I guess, yeah. I mean... Look, I have as little clue as you do. All I've seen is what I've seen, and what I've seen is what you guys have just seen. Are the people of Concretia safe? Should we have left him in that creepy, purple, glowing-eyed state? Looked very fucking apocalyptic to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could stay, but I don't think we'd survive very long, if you see what I mean. Like, we need to get the hell out of Dodge. As much as... As much as... It's, it's great that the the Merfolken assault battlecruiser came in and is fucking shit up. <laughs> I don't want to wait around here any longer. I thought we were, we were helping people. I feel like we've left them in, like, a really bad way. <sighs> Jesus. But we did put on one hell of a show, so, you know, every cloud, as uh, Quilly says. Yeah, that is true, actually, Titus. And we also live to tell the tale. So I guess now we have to plot our next move. And what's her face? The mermaid last that you're friends with Ark. Um, she seems to have uh, to help, help helped out. She's not really a mermaid, is she? She's merfolken. Um, she seems to have uh, been a <laughs> picture in this mermaid. She's on a ship. She's like, can't fucking move. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I guess, what's the plan now? Vixen, what you said rings true, right? It, ring, it rings 100% true. And... You know, I'm only a little goblin journalist. I, I barely know what the fuck I'm talking about, but there's casualties of war. There are going to be casualties of war. But if we did nothing, if we did absolutely nothing, then those manipulators will just end up influencing governments and bringing austerity and poverty and a terrible time to the rest of the solar system. I... Oh, they're Tories. <laughs> <laughs> they sort of are, aren't they? They are yeah. the Tories of the fantasy world. <laughs> Tyus, you could not have said a truer word there. Um, <laughs> look, if we just sat back and we did nothing, I'm, I'm not a hero like you guys are. I don't have the power within me for Petro Solidus. My Petro Solidus cell count isn't over 9,000. But I still want to help, you know? I still want to be part of the solution that gets rid of the manipulators, gets rid of the undead loyalists, resets the resource balance in the universe and bring peace to the solar system of Parley. 
that's my that's my strategy that's my want and that's what i hope you guys are along to do for the ride you know innocent people will have to die regardless and it's so sad we've all experienced death so far in the small amount of time that we've known each other but it is it is a terrible harrowing necessity of what is ahead of us I understand Quilly I guess I just I feel like I've let Zach down you know Quilly grabs your shoulder gra like grabs your shoulder and gets right up in your face not in a not in a violent not in a like he's not attacking you he wants you to listen and he says don't you dare think like that girl don't you dare think like that you have not let anybody down today. You will not let anybody down ever. That girl, your daughter, will be proud of you for what you've done today. We all are. Aren't we, boys? Yeah. Ark, do you stay, you stay silent? Yeah, Ark is staying silent. Ark is thinking about stuff. Ark... Anything that you want to bring to the table that you're thinking about, that you want to say out loud, or you want to have thoughts in your head about? Um, I think Ark looks at Quilly and goes, I think, I think we've lost enough. I think thinking that people are going to die, if we think that, then we're as bad as the undead loyalists. And he takes Quilly in his talons and fucking throws him well, no, I like I a hundred percent understand where you're coming from, Quilly. You're trying to make us feel better about what's happened, but mm. we need to remember this. We need to remember all those people. We're different. We're better. I agree. I agree too. I one hundred. I one hundred percent agree. Look, um, I d I didn't mean to get everybody riled up. I'm just. I am so. I am so sure of you, this team, this team of people, being able to sort out what is going on. I just feel like I need to be your cheerleader sometimes. And I don't want you like doubting yourself because doubt leads to sorrow. Sorrow leads to fury. Fury leads to anger. It leads to the dark side, yeah. <laughs> right, it leads to I'm so the dark glad someone side. else noted that connection. <laughs> Quilly, what's your opinion on sand? On what, sorry, mate? Sand. Do you think it's coarse and does it get everywhere for you? Is that? <laughs> yeah, sure. That's a, that's how I feel about sand. Don't, I don't get the reference. I, I don't. Know, nobody reference. does. Well, so faces. <laughs> no. It's a deep, deep Anakin Skywalker cut when uh, he's cracking onto Padme. I don't like sand. It's coarse. Oh. It's nasty, and it gets everywhere. Uh, I that know is, so many people who absolutely love that joke. It's such a deep cut. Yeah, that is a very deep pull. And you guys went with the whole Star Wars thing, but what I'm actually going with is Metal Gear Solid Three stuff. Ooh. So you know, Ooh. we've all got different references. Wow. Very topical right now. Quilly looks to the car, throughout the car, realizes what you're saying. He realizes what he's saying. He's just trying to keep spirits up. He's he's not a bad guy in any way. He's just he's a realist. He's a journalist. 
he sees the truth and he seeks the truth. Therefore, a lot of the time he talks the truth, which sometimes is not what people want to hear. But being reminded by Ark that, yeah, we need to think differently so we don't end up like the undead loyalists or the mind shadows. So where are we going? Where are we going, Quilly? Where are you taking us? Galactic Gate. Let's go Galactic Gate. Let's get yes, out of here. That's it. We've got direction go, we're we've heading. Got, got to go back to the. Got to go to the Galactic Gate. Um, Quilly uh, still got the window wound down since you guys jumped on the car. Jansper Mapple is still in it, um, and he's like, "We're probably, we're, you know, we're only a few minutes away from the Galactic Gate, but I've, I've got to get a." I've got, I've got to get through these buildings quickly because there's still concretion sky fighters in the air and if we're not careful, we might get spotted. Um, every, everybody go ahead and make me stealth checks, please, to avoid being spotted by concretion sky fighters. What I will say is that Quilly is also going to roll a stealth check. Collectively, there's four of us rolling. We all need to get a 20 total. So it's not oh, the hardest okay. stealth check in the world. But here I'm we go. I'm incredibly stealthy, Quilly, so you don't need to worry about me. Ark, what did you get? I have fucked up. That is a natural <laughs> one, everyone. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> this is the one thing we didn't want to happen. <laughs> it's a natural one. Okay. Oh, my God, okay. You're not, okay, you're not dead and buried yet. One person getting a nat one on that stealth check is not going to destroy the solar system. Vixen, what did you get? Thankfully, I got 24. Because I've got a very high stealth modifier. Yeah, and I got a a 16 plus an 8, so... Amazing. Titus, what did you get? Uh, 17. Lovely, and Quilly gets a... Quilly gets a 6. So, yeah, you do it. Well done. Um, (laughs) You collectively get over... (laughs) 20. Um, Ark, what are you doing with a nat 1 that makes you so loud and noisy? I like to think that I'm not used to being in a car and flying, so my wings are kind of flapping against all the windows. Like, <laughs> yeah, kind of getting hit a little bit. I'm just like not used like, to uh, it. Like when a pigeon or like a bird flies into a shopping centre by mistake and then has a yeah. complete panic attack. <laughs> Meltdown. Yeah, Ark is just flapping his wings. Um <laughs> Quilly rolls down all the other windows so you may like extend your wings outside and feel the air on your wings. Thank you, Quilly. And the estate car cruises out of the city limits and over towards where the floating grassy platform is where the galactic gate is that you all came through. Um, Quilly parks the vehicle, um, exits and gets Jansper Mapple to take their places in the driver and passenger seat. And he looks at the big stone rock that you all came through, which in turn is the galactic gate. And he looks at you, Ark, and says, Right, Ark, we do the honours? Uh, yeah, I will cast Call Lightning on the gate. So basically a big storm cloud will appear above everyone's head, and I will call down just thunderbolts to... Uh, thunderbolts, lightning bolts to uh, hit that gate and just power it up with a bit of uh, arcane energy. You ignite the galactic gate. It opens up in a brilliant purplish blue and it kind of hums quietly and beckons you all to step through. Who's 
Are we are we flying? Are we driving through it, or we have we got out of it? Are we what are we doing? No, no, no. We're we're getting out of the car. Jansper Maple. This is their rental. If they don't get it, if oh, they okay. don't take it back, they're not going to get their deposit ah, back. Right. And then the the Solar Navy are going to like take them off sabbatical. We can't we can't take the car with us. Well, um, best of luck, Jansper Maple. Um, getting your deposit back from Enterprise and whatnot. Um, I hope yeah. that uh, you managed to get through unscathed because it looks like an absolute war zone out there. Best of British, eh? Oh no, th- th- thank you so much, Miss Vixen. That's really, that's really nice of you. I-, I don't think we'll be getting our deposit back anyway because Titus put his sword through the top of the roof. But you know, it yeah. doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> like the 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 Solar Navy are paying for most of our sabbatical anyway, so it's fine. You know, I, look, I'm sure we'll see you around. But look, we're we're just we're so happy we could have Team Arzatit in our car again. So just. Have great adventures, and we'll, we'll see you soon, I'm sure. Yay! You mean to tell me Titus Thunderbastard Caligavi put his sword through your roof? That car is going to be worth a fortune! Yes! <laughs> Can I rip off, rip off a bit of my, like, animal skin kilt to make really crude sort of badgers, which I don't... I just spit on and s- slap it against their chest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you, Mr. Titus Thunderbastard Caligari. Why does it smell like sticky popcorn? Don't ask questions. You don't want to know the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you slap these badges on Jansper Maple. Um, and the Galactic Gate is open. We walk right. through the Galactic we Gate. We go through. <laughs> you all step through the Galactic Gate. We cut over to Team Arzatit's headquarters the cavern in Mount Uji, where Mr. Moto Hirokoshi is fixing the final touches to his desk that was previously smashed to pieces. Ah, yes, one more in place, and oh, that should do it just on this corner. Listeners, you see Mr. Moto Hirokoshi finish meticulously rebuilding his desk just as the Galactic Gate opens up and Team Arzatit fly through the portal and smash it clean into pieces again. You're all flung across the room. As the portal closes behind you, you don't take any damage, but you, you're like you're scattered all over the place. Um, and Quilly goes, "Oh fucking hell, sorry, Titus. I think my back landed on your face, son. Shit, that hurt." Don't worry, Quilly. At least we landed on this nice broken table that break our fall. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The splinters really helped, didn't they? Oh. <laughs> you see, Mister Moto Hirokoshi turns to you all and goes, "Goodness, welcome back." Welcome back. Are you... Oh, my goodness. Alyssa Vixen Steadyheart. By Jove. Hi, Moto. I've heard a lot about you. And I have heard a lot about you. It's a pleasure to meet you, and he waltzes up to you and wants to shake your hand. I, uh, extend my hand and shake his hand. It's an absolute honour to meet a champion of your, your calibre. I mean... Goodness, three-time Champion Games champions. I was I was there as a spry 60-year-old when you competed in your third and final games. It was absolutely amazing. I I can't imagine the time that you've had since we've you've been out to the Champion Games again. A return of sorts. Yeah, it hasn't been quite as heroic as some might think. But um there'll be time for all that. We've got more pressing matters to attend, Moto. The uh, we destroyed the manipulator, but not before Edu Ra could become his final form, 
things got a bit ugly back there. Right. So you're saying that you all witnessed the forthcoming of the leader of the undead loyalists, Oni Akuma, the ultimate plane walker. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty much it. That's uh, it. Maybe a bit, yeah, yeah. Maybe a bit of warning that could have happened before yeah, we went. That would have been nice. In. Been great. <laughs> yeah, heads up would have been nice. Us. Yeah. Right. Well, yes. Um, maybe a misstep on my part there, but nonetheless, what's happened's happened. And the manipulator is down. That is good. Okay. Well, how was how was the how was the fight? I mean, fuck the fight. People are dead because of your mission. Also, technically, I think I think even if we weren't there, the same would have happened. Um, it's quite an Indiana Jones moment right now. Um, yeah, we we literally did not affect anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So we want to know what your plan is now. We want justice. So, what's the plan, Moto Hirokoshi? Hold hold on. You might want justice. Um, I need to head back home. That's the that's the plan. That's partly what I meant to be honest, Doc. We want justice for those we've lost, and yeah, I. What Zach would want is for me to accompany you two and to help bring this this conspiracy, whatever's going on with with whatever's going down with Aves. I think that's what she would want me to kind of to be a part of for now i don't really know what else we can do in the future to help with these undead loyalists but yeah is that your plan do you are you just going just 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 wondered if uh adam was gonna <laughs> jump in because you've got a funeral to go to in like I was gonna a say, day's actually, time yeah <laughs> titus yeah. what about you i mean i'm torn because i you know, I have a a family emergency now, but can I really go back and show my face without bringing some form of good news? And the biggest thing at stake here, and the, the bigger elephant in the room, is that do we separate the bear, the storm, and the anvil? Are we vulnerable if we could all go our separate mm. ways? So, look, Ark, I know it's what you want to do, I don't blame you at all. And like, I couldn't save my daughter, but maybe we could save your son. So I'm up for coming along if that's what it takes. And then maybe we'll find out more about the undead loyalists. And I still plan on getting those elven twats as well. Don't you worry. Ollie, am I right in thinking that my kid isn't necessarily on Ian? You'd be correct. Cool. Okay. So I think that my son is on. And I'm gonna. I've completely forgot the planet name. Sorry. It's totally it's, fine. You don't even. You don't even have to roll a history check. It's I where the dwarves are from. It's want. where the dwarves are from, isn't it? Originally. The planet. The planet of Eid. Which is a like a like a. Volcanic fire world, isn't it? Got that right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Because that was what. That's the clues that I got. Okay. Cool. Quilly steps in uh, towards you, Ark, and he says, "Ark, are you gonna 
Are you going to get home? I don't know. I think that when I used the Galactic Gate, when we both used, when we all used it, I wanted to go to Eden, and Titus wanted to go to Olay, and we somehow dropped in the middle of both. So if we are all as one thinking of the destination, maybe we can control it. Right, okay. Moto, what what are your thoughts on how the gate works? Well, as you know, I I have no clue where the gate will send you. But I feel like that the universe, the solar system, everything is connected and everything has a a fate and a path. Petrosolidus is, you know, a resource of the solar system of Parley, but it was, you know, a natural resource created by the gods. Gods will you in whatever direction you wish. Tempo has certainly appeared in your life, Ark. So I can't say for sure where you would go if you step through the manipulator, not the manipulator, sorry, don't want to step through one of those, um, if you were to step through a galactic gate. Then how, how, if we have no agency over any of this, how can we be certain? Are you just saying that the gods are somehow on our side and they're going to kind of aim us in the right direction, roughly? Vixen, I wish I knew a concrete answer. I am doing lots of research in the background while rebuilding my desk to try and get this galactic gate to take us exactly where you want to be taken to. It's... It's only some theories that I have, and they're not concrete. I can't give you the answers that you want, but we can only try. So if everyone's up for trying, then we can certainly give it a jolly good go. Sure. What else do we have to lose, eh? Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. So again, another another kind of world question that we should probably know. Um, so the Solar Navy have locked down space, haven't they? So basically you need to get permission to travel anywhere by the Solar There's Navy. a travel ban in place, yes, yeah. And we're very much all still criminals. Yes, you are very much still criminals. The Solar Navy is definitely after you. The undead loyalists are definitely after you. Um, there's nothing to say that if you went to another planet that that planet's government would be after you and you would be hunted down i mean there is a bounty on your head so yeah you are hunted criminals but you're also now world famous from the champion games and people also know not to fuck with you (laughs) you're not going to get some bandits running up on you and going oh my god look it's like three weedy fucks let's take their gold (laughs) Like people are gonna be people are gonna be wary of Team Arzatit out in the solar system now. Very cool. Yeah, good. Idea. That is that is true. We have we have notoriety now, don't we? You have some sway with some governments, some important people. I mean, Ark spent some of the Champion Games trying to start an alliance. Like mm. these are all openings to stories that you guys could explore. Vixen, you were asking me what the plan was next. Mm -hmm. Well, I will tell you my plan in the morning. It's your next mission. It's the next mission that Team Arzatit need to undertake in order to 
discover where the other manipulators are in the solar system, find the other undead loyalists, and there is a fly buzzing around my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> Also, uh, what's really funny is that he's still calling us Team Marsatit. And we went into the Chariot Games and became Team Marsatit. But, like, that was never what we called ourselves from the very beginning, was it? But it's kind of become the moniker cool, for um, us now. Yeah. Also, like, it's like it's, we, don't have, we don't have the the Z anymore, do we? So, no, it's Arvitit. Arvitit now. Arvitit. <laughs> But yeah, I think we should keep the Zer. We should keep the Zer in in Zach's memory. But um, but yeah, it just made me laugh. Like we, that was only came that only came about from the Champion Games, and yet Motohirokoshi's like two Mars a tit, like with the Avengers. <laughs> He's got loads of like uh, like scarves up and stuff and banners of like teams like Mars a tit made. He's had T-shirts made up in our absence. Oh, Moto. You guys have turned back up to yes. the, the HQ with a shield with Team Arsatit stickers on it. So I, I'm pretty sure that's, he's, you know, he's going by your world famous moniker at the moment. Um, that is what you're known as. If you would like to change your team name, do suggest more. But that is, that is what the world knows no. you as. You are no, that makes sense. the famous you... Team Arsatit. That makes you know, sense. you always see like uh, when uh, teams lose the Super Bowl and then they like give all their the shirts that they had made to like charities so that it can still be used, obviously, as he made loads of like Team Arzatit Champions <laughs> t-shirts and then go, oh, bollocks, the shenanigans with bloody bollocks screwed all this up. Your, your bloody love interest is what screwed us over. <laughs> hey, she can do all the screwing she likes. <laughs> there is a plan in place there are some theories on the galactic gates of how we can get to and from where we need to be but I think a few things need to happen before we continue you are team Arzatitz you are my crack team of specialists you've been out in the field of battle you will need to have rest and relaxation and I'm sorry to say this but you'll all need to go through a, a medical just to check on your petrosolidus power increases. I realize that since you left, a lot of you have gained inexplicable levels of power since you entered the Champions Games. I need to analyze that. I need to know exactly what we're working with and if there are any weak points that our enemies, the undead loyalists, the mind shadows could manipulate in any way and use against us. Well, there's no time like the present. Titus, you're up first. Titus immediately goes to do a backflip. That, that's what he thinks the medical is. Yeah, <laughs> to prove how fit he is. <laughs> um, Titus, that was amazing. Great physical shape, but um, I need to connect you up to a machine and do some vitals testing. So follow me, please. And you see that he walks around the back of the intelligence computer that's out in the same room where the galactic gate is, opens a door, um, and the medical examination room is in there. Yeah, I uh, head in there, rolling up my sleeve, I suppose, in case they need to take any bloods. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have any sleeves on. You just have a, a unitard on, don't you? And a, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> a singlet. <laughs> so your sleeves are well and truly rolled up. You can only pull them off the straps off. <laughs> yeah, takes the straps down just in case. <laughs> but he's not raging for once. 
Arkin, Arkin Vixen, this, each medical exam is probably going to take about half an hour. So if there's anything that you guys want to do with your half an hour while you are just in HQ, do let me know. Okay. Make a cup, make a cup of tea, I think. Maybe I think little, we bloody deserve of... a cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's make a cup gonna, of tea. Gonna root, gonna root around for like the Yorkshire tea bags, like the good ones. Um, yeah. Some, you know. Oh, um, Vixen, do you want, do you want, do you want a cup of tea? Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice actually. After all we've been through, I still feel a bit shell shocked. Cup of tea would be great. Thanks, Ark. Okay. So I'm just gonna use my talons and just pick up a couple of tea bags. Pop the kettle on. <laughs> Jamie's miming this, by the way. <laughs> He's miming talons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, miming talons. <laughs> Vixen, um, you also clock out the corner of your eye the fridge that's full of blackberry mead as well. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't have the same. Well, I have pro- definitely had uh, many blackberry meads in my time, but I do think, yeah, maybe I should pour one out for Zach. Yeah, you know what? I I will actually. I'll um I'll open a blackberry mead, and um I'll pour a little bit out for uh for Zakaya. I'm just gonna say to Ark like. Back there in the uh, in the vehicle when we were escaping, uh, Quilly mentioned that you know death is inevitable. It's a natural part of what we're trying to do. I could tell by your silence that you didn't agree, and you made it very well known that you didn't agree. But part of me thinks maybe he's right. It definitely isn't how we should think about things. We're no better than the undead loyalists if we do. But part of me thinks that there's there's going to be a lot of sacrifices needed to be made for us to, to get these... these For us to stop their, their plan. I, I just can't see how we can win. It feels really insurmountable. I know that sounds defeatist, but did you see the size of that guy? I, yeah, no... I think Quilly's. I think Quilly is right. Mm. I think it's the only inevitable thing in life is you are going to die. But gosh, I don't want to say that to Titus. Yeah. We cut over to. Sorry, go on, Vixen. No, no, no. I was all I was going to say was just was just yeah. It feels nice. It feels almost like there's been a slight role reversal, and now Titus is more the younger like night not naive but like he's the more innocent brain <laughs> now <laughs> yes a little bit because zach was obviously the more innocent one before um yeah no that's cool switch over to titus yeah we cut over to the examination room um <laughs> titus i imagine you're probably already bent over the gurney with your um whoa <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yes, uh... and mr moto hirokoshi goes no no titus I, I, it's not that kind of medical don't worry it's um <laughs> It's not. It's not. It's not two fingers up up there. It's um, just lie down on this gurney. I need to put some little receptors on you, and I'm going to send you into a little, little kind of um. It's an MRI kind of machine, just to scan your body. But it it specifically looks for petrosolidus growth within you. Oh, okay. Uh, not what I'm used to, but uh, fair enough. He knew you look so disappointed. Ways. <laughs> <laughs> Titus is gutted. <laughs> Titus looks so disappointed that he didn't get a finger up the bum. Yeah, Mr. Moto Hirokoshi put, puts these receptors on you um, and asks you to lie down on the gurney and he pushes a few buttons and the gurney 
slides mechanically into this MRI-looking machine, which doesn't hum as violently as real MRI machines. If you've ever been in an MRI machine, it's terrifying. Um, but it's like this light, pulsing kind of hum that is almost like... It's almost a bit like ASMR. It's soothing in the way that it sounds. Um, and Moto's asking you various questions as he analyzes your petrosolidus levels within your body. And he says, Titus, the... Um, it was quite a show out there when you you seemed to take control of a plane walker in the middle of battle. Where did that come from? I was just about to say, I don't really know where it came from. It just felt like the right thing to do, and I kind of felt drawn to, to operating it. I was kind of hoping you'd give me more information on, on, on what that was and on what, what that means. Well, it's, it's definitely a growth of your powers within Petrosolidus. Like, all three of you have varying degrees of different abilities as you grow together as a team, and that seems to be one of the things that you can just do. But answer me this, Titus. Have you ever experienced anything like that with your, with your arms before? You know, the blue sheen and the, the overtaking nature? Oh, yes. Wait a second. Mm. Something's coming back to me, Mr. Hirokoshi. <laughs> when I was... When I was arrested, you know, when when we were down the uh, Pot and Kettle Black Tavern and Sports Hall in downtown, I remember. It, it, it felt like... This felt like this uncontrollable urge just came over me. And, yeah, I... I don't know how I feel about it. It was, you know, an unbelievable force, but not necessarily in, in a good way. Titus, why would, why were you arrested? What? Do you want to know the the reason or the reason? Because <laughs> they said it was for match fixing, but I think, well. You must know by now that obviously wasn't the case. I was well set up by a man that I thought I could trust, Elmin Monroe. And well, that's kind of what set the ball rolling. Titus, have you ever heard of the Jaeger Project? Yes, I, I feel like I've heard that or, or read that somewhere before. Yes, you probably would have read it in your arrest warrant. I mean, I, I think you might have worked this out by now, but um, your manager, Elmin Monroe, was... Uh, sold you to the Solar Navy to be part of the Jaeger Project. <gasps> a project that takes soldiers, athletes, and... Men and women of incredible feats of strength and dexterity and puts them in a brainwashing military program. I'm, I'm sad to say that that was, that was what your manager was, was doing. He was the one who informed the guards and made a deal. Oh. 
But I knew he was up to something. But, you know, I thought he's been with me for so long. I thought I could trust him. And now he's, he's just selling me like a piece of meat to help with this disgusting project for them to manipulate good hard, good hard-working men like myself to just be drones for them. Titus, roll me another history check. Now roll it with advantage. That's a fucking good job, I need. I got three there. Right? <laughs> Try it again. Oh, okay. Where are we? 17. 17. Titus, as you remember your times with Elmin Monroe, you cast your mind back to memories that you'd pushed aside, memories that you don't remember having, but involve you and involve Elmin Monroe. And you remember Elmin Monroe being your manager and taking care of everything for you, how much you got paid, where you ate, when your next meal was going to be. But Elmin Monroe also took care of your medication and your medical yeah. bills and all the health care that you received as part of the GWF. Titus, you see flashes in your mind, milliseconds long, of you being in and out of a comatose state, lying in bed, with Elmin Monroe injecting you with blue arcanic energy. Do you, do you think that could be why I'm like this? I mean, it has to be, right? Titus, I fully believe that everyone has tiny specks of Petrosolidus within them. Some of us are more magical beings. I am not one of those. You three, Team Arzatit, are. I think Elmin Monroe realised this very early on and was making you into a cash cow. I'm sorry to say, but he was... He got in at the earliest stage he could to make as much money as he could later on. What does this mean for Volok? Like, could, could he be a, a part of all this? Is, 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 is he only been drawn into this because, because I got away? He's feeling um, guilty now about, about his rival. And oh my god, the powers that he had during that match. It all makes sense. Could be could very much be a possibility. If you are if you are no longer around. Whoa. Where's that where's that next cash cow? I mean, you know, I I think he's an absolute bell end, but <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Titus Mr. Moto Hirokoshi, um it comforts you, you know, while you're while you're sat there. Um, but all your vital signs have been read. Um, your your petrosolidus power with inside you again exceeds that of nine thousand, which is inhumane for any hero or athlete. Um, but he tells you that your vital your vital signs are perfectly healthy. Um, what I will say to you, Titus, is that as people get more powerful within this life, more people want a piece of their pies. And that means that people will want to cut their own slice off here and there. And with your take control ability being so vast that it can take control over a plane walker, 
someone might want you for a bigger project or a bigger manipulation. So keep your team close to you and trust those that you can. Thank you, Mr. Hirokoshi. Thank you for telling me these things and, and, well, thanks for helping me make my mind up about what I've got to do next. And what is that, Titus? What do you think you have to do next? Look, you know, my mother needs me right now, but she knows why I left in the first place. She knows how my father would feel about me abandoning my friends. And more importantly, she knows that if I selfishly leave my friends behind and then, like you say, suddenly isolated, get manipulated into counteracting the good we're trying to do here, she knows I'd never forgive myself. Titus, I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but you're an incredibly intelligent young man. You should impart some of that wisdom onto your teammates. I will. Send Vixen in, will you? Oh, what a massive revelation for Titus. That's great. That's so good. crazy. I love it. That's a big story. And, uh... Story twist. I didn't see that coming. Is there a door, Ollie? Uh, yeah, there's room? a door. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've I've walk over, look back at Mister Hirokoshi, nod, take a very deep breath, and then open the door to see the team. Uh, do I, how do I want to do this? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to work. I'm just trying to work out whether I'm going to do it to the both of them or. To, whilst Vixen's in there, I tell Ark, and then whilst Ark's in there, I'll tell Vixen. Uh, yeah, let's do it that way around. I'll say, uh, Vixen, you're up. All right, how'd yours go? Uh, a mixed bag, I think it's fair to say. Look, I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. Good luck. All right, cheers, mate. Vixen, you step into the examination room. Uh, Mr. Moto Hirokoshi greets you says, Vixen, I'm terribly sorry if I came off as um, an awful fanboy earlier. I've just, um, I followed your early career and thought you were absolutely incredible. Um, and it's an absolute pleasure to see you on this mortal plane again. But I wish it was in better circumstances. Thanks, Moto. That, that actually means a lot to me. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm sorry if I was um, a snarky cow uh, when I first got through that galactic gate. I think we've just, we've all been through a lot, you know, and it's particularly strange and conflicting for me because I've only just begun to feel at home in my own body, you know, after kind of being reborn into the memory of like my fallen daughter. It's bizarre feeling like I both do and don't belong I had a life and that was taken from me and I truthfully I wish I could give it back to Zach uh, but all I can do in this in this present time is just try and uphold some of the things she wanted and sometimes I feel like I know what she wants 
is that strange? Like I can feel what she's hoping for? No, not at all. You were reborn out of the love of your daughter. Of course you're going to feel that way. Yeah, I guess so. It's just, I feel really caught in the middle right now. Ark really needs to go and see his family and, and to save his family from the conspiracy that Harley Ata saves is orchestrating. And I just feel terrible that Titus won't be able to go home for his, his dad's funeral. But it feels like tough decisions are the order of the day, eh? They certainly are. But listen, Vixen. Titus's funeral is a mere week and a half away. I believe that when Zakiah, your daughter, first met Ark and Titus, it was only two weeks ago. You've been through a lot in all that time. There's a lot of days and a lot of hours and all the minutes to get everything done that you want to in the world. I think it's possible that you could accomplish way more than you think you can. Look, I'm I'm trying some things with the, the Galactic Gate. You know, I've not just been sat on my ass trying to put together another table that got smashed. Are you sure? Because there's a lot of t-shirts out there with T-Mars to on them. So I think <laughs> look, you've, been, I was, you've been on Redbubble, haven't you? We all know it. <laughs> look, I was... I was a fan, okay? I was a fan. It was nice to have sent a team to the games to accomplish uh, a task and to see you all win. I Here's what I'll say, Vixen. As much as those t-shirts look crass and out there in all their boxes labelled and ready to go to all the people that I'm selling to on Ethereal Bay, <laughs> I am... I am Team Arzatit's biggest fan. And I want to see you all succeed. I want us to succeed. Mm. Ark can't go home. If he went home right now, what's he going to go home to? He's going to go home to a war-torn planet where he wouldn't even make it past the first battalion of men. But with this idea of his to start a revolution, to... Attack the planet and be rid of Field Marshal Aves. He's onto something there. He needs to build his army and build his battalion, which, by all means, the amount of people you're going to meet in the solar system as you travel to destroy these manipulators is only going to increase. Mr. Moto Hirokoshi, I don't think you understand quite what you're asking me to do. You're asking me to tell a grieving father to continue on this mission like nothing is happening. I don't think I can do that. First of all, he's not going to listen to me anyway. And second of all, if I was in his position, I couldn't give two shits about the rest of the manipulators. I know what you're trying to say. I know we need to think about the bigger picture. But Ark needs to find his son. He's in mortal danger. So is his wife. Could it? Is there any way we can... There has to be a compromise there. I cannot ask Ark to surrender that idea and just pursue the rest of the manipulators. Vixen, I am not asking you to do anything. I am merely telling you the realities of the situation that we're in. 
none of you could go to another planet that you so wish to right now because of the conflicts that are out there. The travel ban is in place and the only way to get around is a galactic gate that I still do not know, furiatingly, how to work. So forgive me for being a realist. And I'm sorry I raised my voice. That was terrible of me. No, it's okay, Motor. I, I, I understand. Look, is there... Is there any way... This might be a daft idea, but... The Solar Navy could get around the travel ban, right? They're the ones who put it in place. Is there any way we could... Maybe find a way to hijack a Solar Naval ship? That way, we would have a ship that is guaranteed entry. I mean, I guess we'd have to figure out a way to disguise ourselves as guards, but with all the magic in this team, I'm sure there's something we can do. Just while you give you a bit more time to figure out how the gate works. Vixen, it's not out of the question. And I think in the right situation, that would be the perfect plan to execute. And I, I don't have any doubts that you three would be the team to execute that plan to the fullest. I just don't see that being a solution right now in the state that we're all in. I see. Where would you have us go? I mean, have you got like a map of these manipulators or something? Some kind of secret lair chessboard or something? Our friend Quilly will be able to um, give us more information on the next part of the mission tomorrow morning. He's, um, he's deep into intelligence and research and his journalistic work at the moment. Um, but he says he's got something for us. Something that will help us locate the manipulators, locate the undead loyalists and get us being able to move about the galaxy, move about the solar system more freely, so we may tackle this thing head on. I see. Look, I know I, I, know I go on about the prophecy as if it's the biggest thing in the world. I mean, to me, it's the only thing that can save, save humanity and save mankind. But I do realize that there are real people at the center of these problems. I think this conversation with Ark is going to go very differently. Um, you might want to uh, protect your eyes because he's liable to claw them out. But <laughs> hey ho, I'll uh, I'll let you I'll let you crack on. Yes, that's um, that's my problem to deal with, not yours. Um, while you've been talking, Moto has fitted you with all these receptors. Um, he lies you down on the gurney and sends you into the MRI machine. Checking your vitals, he notices that your petrosolidus, your, the magic with inside you that is naturally growing, obviously exceeds that of 9,000. Um, and he brings you out of the MRI machine and he says, how does it feel being alive again? Sort of strange kind of like being asleep for a long time as though the life I had was kind of a dream if that makes any sense like I know it happened I know I lived it and I was there but it feels so alien to where I am now it's like I've just woken up and I can vaguely remember everything that I that I, I vividly I can see it but it doesn't feel like the same person part of me wonders if I even am the same person. I mean, 
that twisted level of magic doesn't feel natural, does it? No. It doesn't feel like you can own it, I guess. Mm. Vixen, I, I know you're probably very aware, but how does the... um. How does the curse affecting your throat affect you on a daily basis? Well, Ark did attempt some magic to see if we could remove it, but it doesn't seem possible. Um, I can't say... I cannot say the name of the man who ruined my life. That is a very, very difficult thing to deal with. I'll say difficult. That's one way of putting it. Um, I wish so much that I could I could find him. And one day I'm sure that I will. But, yeah, right now, I can't even thinking the word. It just makes my brain ache. I'm sorry that you go through this kind of pain on the daily basis. It's, um, a curse is nothing to be sniffed at. But you... You say you wish. Wish stones have fixed many a problem in the past. Mm. Is that something that you've considered? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure there are other ways to uh, to kind of lift curses as well. Um, I don't know what you know about them personally. Are you familiar with curses? Is there anything you can tell us? I am familiar with curses. I am familiar with yours, having just looked over your medical vitals. This is, as I'm sure you well know, this is strong, unheard of magic. If Ark couldn't fix you in an instant, something much more stronger and powerful is needed to be able to remove the curse from your throat. Mm. And I think a wish stone is a, is a great place to start. Mm. We have an empty wish stone, or at least a, a used wish stone. Um, I was thinking, I don't know if you know anything about the manip... I mean, you study the manipulators, surely you might, but can the manipulators be used to power up a wish stone? Yes, they can. Interesting. <gasps> Interesting. I mean, you've, you've seen it firsthand for yourself that the light of the purple moon eclipse dancing across the manipulator created the wish stone of the gods. Mm. That is the most powerful wish stone known in the galaxy and the solar system, and... It has, for its thousandth year, been used. Um, there is no reason why the power of a manipulator could not create another wish stone to, to wish upon, to give to somebody else. Theoretically, it's very possible. But presumably we'd need to find some kind of potent source to power it up, like the light of the purple moon. Correct. Okay. What I would also say is that dealing with a manipulator means that you leave, your op you leave yourself open to be manipulated. The Parlations, the team that I started and put together, who are now the undead loyalists, were corrupt with pain and sorrow in their hearts by the manipulators. So if you, if you want to seek out a wish stone via a manipulator, be prepared for it to take your life in the process. What do you mean? It's like a, an exchange. So you would need to give your life in order to 
to power a wish stone from a manipulator? Quite possibly. Vixen, I'll say this. When your daughter and Titus brought Ark back from the dead, who was swapped out in his place. Right. I see. A life for a life, right? Well, okay. Uh, I guess, can we use anyone's life to be exchanged for a wish stone? Only a... Do they have to be willing? <laughs> they, they have to be willing and good of heart. Otherwise, you could pull any John, Paul, George or Ringo off the street <laughs> and exchange them for another life. I was literally thinking, like, well, the next NPC guard I find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to have wish stones Put your for face days, in that, mate. Boys. Put your face in that. Remove my curse. <laughs> Remove my fucking curse. Yeah, it's, it's serious business, this shit. It's serious business. No, like, Vixen, you will, you will know from Zakaya's memory that... Um, Madame Modana sacrificed herself so Art could live. Zakaya sacrificed herself so you could live. There's always an exchange. There's always a, a, pu- a push and a pull and a, and a tug. So, yeah, serious shit. Serious shit. Um, Moto Hirokoshi turns to you, pulls all the receptors off of your body, says, well, apart from the curse, the, um, the rest of your vitals are perfectly healthy. You are... You are an incredibly, and please don't take this the wrong way when I say it, you are incredibly fit for a 46-year-old who's been dead for 25 years. Well, that's <laughs> the best best compliment I've had all day. Thanks, Moto. <laughs> in that case, uh, I guess I'll, I'll be sending Ark in for the chat. Before you go, Vixen, um, I wanted to ask your permission. You are the... Mother of the Fallen. May I organise and arrange a candlelit vigil for Zakaya Rubble Dusk this evening? Yes. Yes, Moto, you may. That would be um that would be an honour. We haven't even had chance to do anything since the games you know, everything happened so quickly in the heat of the champion games. That would be wonderful. Thank you. I'm sorry for your loss. Me too. Um, You exit the examination room. Um, Ark, you have the chance to come in. And Titus, you have the chance to talk to everybody all at once if you want to. What would you like to do? I think I've told Ark about the arcane being injected into me but I haven't yet said about the fact that I'm gonna well I'm like you say it's a week and a half away but I'm in no hurry to get back for the funeral because I want to finish what we've started and we need to stick together as a team because I want to get Vixen on board because I know the one person that we need to convince now is Ark and that's the hardest one mm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. So maybe as Vixen swapping places with Ark, this is going to be terrible. I say to Vixen, ask whether she thinks that uh, Moto Hirokoshi is going to try and persuade Ark to stay with us. And if so, do you want to get a glass from the kitchen and put it against the door and listen? <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you saying uh, this? Are you saying this to me now? Yeah. Absolutely, yes, I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, one hundred percent. I also told him to uh, take necessary precautions, cover his eyes, maybe get a falconry glove. So uh, we'll see how it goes, eh? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm up for that, Titus. Let's do it. Only, only, only so we are prepared for the inevitable protestations we're about to get from Ark when we suggest this to him mm-hmm. later. Yep. We can we can know which arguments failed so that we don't use those. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Titus, do you tell Vixen about anything that happened with your examination? Yeah, I think also. Well, I ask how hers went, first of all. Uh, rude okay. to just bang on about myself. Yeah, it was okay. Um, they spoke about the curse. Uh Moto checked me over and realised that the the throat curse I have is still pretty immovable and Ark's magic couldn't do it. And uh, really, one of the only things that can is possibly a wish stone. Um, And you don't exactly find those down the back of your sofa, do you? So that might be a a challenge for the future. But um, yeah, other than that, Vital signs are good. In fact, he said I'm the fittest 46-year-old who's been dead for 20 years that he's uh, he's ever encountered. <laughs> so I was pretty chuffed with that. Yeah. it's uh, What a compliment. It's the, the, <laughs> the best bill of health you can get, like you say, mm. having been dead for over two decades. Yeah, absolutely. Do we think, do we think that he's a bit of a um, femme fatale fanboy? Because he loved Madame Mordana. Mm. He's Ooh. saying you're the fittest, like forty-six-year-old. Is he? Is he got a thing for? Is he a groupie? I think he might he's be. Got you a know, because he had a thing. Well, he, he was very close to Madame Modana because that was how they set up the whole, this whole mission, wasn't it? Like, you will swim in the sky cabin and be delivered to Moto Hirokoshi. It was all Madame Modana who recruited us. I think it could be. A little note to Vixen: uh, Just next time you have a bath. Save some of your bath water and we can probably flog it to him if we need something. Fair enough. Yep, fair enough. We might even be able to flog him some bath water and then he might be convinced to let us go after Ark's family. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the trade-off. Prophecy? What prophecy? I've got me bath water now. <laughs> I suggest that we start calling him, just as a little in-joke, Moto Hirokosh Simp. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Moto. Let's get a wow in there. Let's, Let's get a wow in there, there, ladies and wow. gents. Wow! That was a good effort. Moto, Moto Hirosh, <laughs> Moto Hirokosh Weeb. Hirokosim. <laughs> yeah, Moto Hirokosim. Ark, have you entered the examination room? I am. Moto Hirokoshi salutes you and says, Captain Ark. I'm going to nod back and just go, Kuda. Oh, yes. Distrusting. Bit passag. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yes, I was. I was Kuda when you first met me, but previously a decorated military man just like yourself. But um, who needs labels, eh? We're in an examination room. Ark, if I can ask you to um, sit down on the gurney, I'll set you up with um, these uh, little receptors and we shall... Take your petrosolidus vital powers. Um, I'm sure that they will exceed nine thousand, just like your um, 
your other crewmates, but um, I need to check your vitals, so um, please lay down. I'll lie down, yeah. The gurney slides on into the MRI-like machine. You hear ASMR kind of humming and rumbles, and, uh, yeah, the process takes about five minutes. Um, the gurney slides back out again. He asks you to sit up. Um, he grabs one of those little wooden sticks that he like pushes your tongue down with, and he goes, open. Uh... He puts the thing in, checks around. He's got a little flashlight and just asks you to, because you're a bird and you, your, your eyes are on the side of your head, he puts the torch on the side of your head and just asks your eyes to follow the torchlight. Cool. You see them kind of darting towards the torchlight and looking around at other things as well, but just kind of basically following. He sees the printout from your vital signs. But first of all, he asks you to... Uh, raise your left arm. I raise my left arm. Me and Titus are outside with the glass, right? Just listening in. <laughs> He's are, raising his are, left arm! You're outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're outside the room with a glass <laughs> up against the door. Um, Ark, as you raise your left arm, you see a dark necrotic liquid fall out of a lesion from your arm onto the floor. Like, splashes as a puddle. But Mr. Moto Hirokoshi does not announce it to the room or say anything. Mm-hmm. He just looks at you and bows his head um, sorrowfully. Um, can I gesture for him to pass me the readout? You absolutely can. Um, he swipes the piece of paper, folds it up as much as he needs to, um, for you to see the result that you're probably after rather than everything else. Mm-hmm. And he gets he gets a towel and a bandage and he bandages your left arm. He bandages your arm so thick and so sturdy with splints, he wants it to make it look like you've broken your arm and not known it. You can tell that this man has had... Hardcore military action in the past within the Solar Navy. So, although you don't like it, you feel kind of like kindred military spirits in this instance. But he's not announcing anything to the room. And with the paper readout, he says, Well, Ark, your, um, I mean, your, your vital signs are incredibly impressive. Over 12,000. In terms of your petrosolidus count, that's the most I've seen in any any human whatsoever. Humanoid, sorry, I should say humanoid. What does what does that mean? It means that you are one of the most powerful specimens of petrosolidus that I have ever encountered. Some might say in the meta that you were OP. Do I have an indication that um, Titus and Vixen are listening in right now? Okay, here's what we're going to do. Titus and Vixen, roll me stealth checks. Ark, roll me me a perception check. Titus, what did you get? 16. Vixen, what did you get? 20. Oh. 
Okay. Um, Can't get lower than an eight arc. on stealth. <laughs> or lower than a nine, I suppose. Of course, yeah. Mm, stealth's my, my good one. Roll me, a, roll me a perception check, please. Natural one. <laughs> Looks like uh, no one's listening to you. <laughs> Ark, you have absolutely no reason to think that anybody is listening outside the door. So I'm going to say, yeah, all this power, but what does it matter? And I'm going to look down at the piece of paper that he's folded and given to me. What's it say? The piece of paper in front of you declares that you are technically undead and that you have three months to live. Whoa, fuck! Well, that's a game changer, isn't it? I'm going to turn to Titus. I'm going to go, how the hell is he going to convince him now? Well, I've, I've not, no offence, I've not said anything out loud about my prognosis. I've just... Uh... Oh, actually, yeah, no, that's fair. I thought that was something Moto said, but mm. no, in that case. No, sorry. So it's for everybody listening. A piece of paper has been handed to yeah, Ark. We haven't seen it. Ark has, Ark has read the piece of paper that Mr. Moto Hirokoshi has also read. Um, it's definitely a revelation, as uh, Amy reacted. But Vixen and Titus, you do not know the result of this. You have just heard Moto say that he is the most powerful specimen that he has ever seen. And, um, Ark, you see a more sorrow, a sorrowful look on Mr. Moto Hirokoshi. But he replies, he replies to you about your what does it matter comment. And he says, nothing matters, Ark. Nothing matters at all. Nothing. Not one thing. The rain falling from the sky doesn't matter. The grass in the ground, it does not matter. The words that you say to your comrades, they do not matter. They only matter if you want them to matter. That's where you come in. You make things matter if you want them to matter. But again, none of it matters. Mark's gonna hold his head in his talons. Just go, fuck it. Everything matters, doesn't it? Fuck. So, am I gonna see a dip in function, a dip in cognitive ability? Yes. I've been conservative with my estimate. Liberal estimate is six months. Um, but I'm almost certain that it will be three. You will start to suffer from levels of exhaustion. You will start to bleed more, more so than you have done now. And then eventually, you'll cease to exist. Ark, I know that I'm not a, I'm not the one you're going to look for towards for any kind of advice. And I can't say I've got anything 
any kind of advice to give you. The only thing I will say is that you've made a family here outside of your original family and they love you and they want to see you happy and succeed in everything that you do. Remember the times that you, a guardian who had no children to take care of, took in a young half-elven girl and her Goliath barbarian stepbrother and looked after them for so long. That love is reciprocal and I think you've made so much of an impact on both of them and now Vixen that I think the same can be said vice versa. I don't tell you what you should live for. You can make your own mind up about that one. But even though things are in a desperate situation, you've certainly got something to live for in my eyes. Just wish I had more time. Don't we all? So are you going to convince me to troll, trying to convince me to stick with this prophecy? Here's what I'll say, Ark. I am a logical, fact-finding thinker. I'm a man of science. Not religion. Maybe spiritualism to a certain degree. You do what you think is best. But with the facts that I know, and with the plan that you want to execute, you can't go home yet. There will be a time when you can go home. There will be a time where you can rise up, be the fatherly figure and the man that you want to be. But that time to do what you want to do now is not now. It's, it was never about the figure that I wanted to be. It's what I want my kids to be. I want those two outside to be. It's never been about me. It's always been about them. So don't you think you should support them in everything that they want to do? Within reason. I, um... Heard what you said. We are both... Well, I've never been the best tactician. But yeah, I can't go home yet. But... Yes! We have... Look at Titus, like... A time limit. <laughs> Still, I forgot you had the glass up to the we've, door. We've heard everything. We know he's going to die. We're, we're absolutely shocked. They've been talking about it quite liberally. But we've got a time limit. Nothing like striking while the iron's hot, eh? When we get to the point, and I think we'll we'll know the point, I am going to go. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what happens to me. But yeah, okay. Okay, I'm afraid I don't quite understand what you're trying to say. I will stick with your plan until I deteriorate so much that I don't think I could be an effective leader or combatant or anything. When that moment happens, I am going organs blazing to get my family back. Not even get my family back. I'm just going to really fuck some shit up. 
Moto raises his shoulders, puffs his chest out, and salutes you with the most stern to attention salute you've ever seen. So we're not army men anymore. I'm just going to shake his hand. He shakes your hand back. Ark, I'm, um, I'm sorry to be a Debbie Downer here, but we are organising a vigil for Zakaya Rubble Dusk out in the, um, out by the Galactic Gate this evening. I've, I've asked the permission of Vixen, and she's more than fine with it. Um, I would love it if you could say a few words. I'm going to say a few words, but I would, I would love it if you had anything to say about the woman that you knew as Zakaya Rubble Dusk. I'll prepare the ceremony. Excellent. Ark, you leave the examination room. And I'm going to say that, you know, this is, it was kind of early afternoon uh, slash late afternoon, maybe when you got back going into the evening. Um, so you're back. You've done a couple hours of like hanging around and examinations. Um, Ark, you start preparing this candlelit vigil, this funeral, as it were, for Zakaya Rubble Dusk. Um, while Ark is doing this, Vixen and Titus, is there anything that you guys want to do as well, either to help with this ceremony or to talk about or discuss? Yeah, uh, before Ark came out of the room, I think Vixen and I panicked mm. and I grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed one of her arms and put it behind her back so that when Ark opened the door... All he saw was me going, and that's how you do that manoeuvre. <laughs> and this is a suplex. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really good. That's fun. Also, Titus didn't tell me about the thing, did he? We just sort of oh, yeah. forgot to do that. I mean, if you still want to, obviously, that is that is okay. But yeah, yeah. we're just going to be like, hi, Ark. Hello. How's your medical? How was it? You feeling good? Fit and fine? Yep. Good. Good. Yep. Yep. Absolutely fine. Hey, <laughs> I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna look a bit weird because we are obviously gonna look absolutely heartbroken, and it's the most devastating thing we've yeah. ever heard. So we are naturally gonna be like, right, yep, yeah, okay. But I, I think Ark will be able to tell a little bit that something's not quite right. I think Ark is also heartbroken. So I think like yeah. it comes out, you can see kind of like some like just like um, tears like Danny's face kind oh, of thing God. and when he says fine it's like yeah fine is there anything you want to tell us um I'm gonna prepare the, the ceremony okay I understand good idea yeah Titus you were saying something before did you still need to yes sorry uh slightly it's important but in the grand scheme of things, slightly less important. Uh, I, I got injected with uh, arcane energy, and uh, they were trying to use me for Project Jaeger. And I really don't think we should split up, which is even more reason why we need to convince Ark to stay with us. Wow. Okay. Jesus, that's a lot. So you were you were what you were part of like a a, a sort of super soldier scheme or something experimentation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow, bloody hell. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. 
well known reason why you should fall into the wrong hands. I I understand. Let me know if you need to uh, offload. That sounds pretty heavy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe not right now, but mm. thanks. It's okay. Let's go help Hark uh, with the vigil. Yeah, good idea. Maybe we could, uh, you know, include in his... Uh, in his speech or something, something about how she lost that arm. How was that again? You know what? Even she kept that concealed from me in the box realm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) The hilarious thing that it's been said on this podcast a couple of times and Adam's always been out of the room. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll find out. I stick to kayfabe. I haven't gone back and and cheated. I've kept myself in the dark about this. (laughs) Good work. Love that. Vixen, how do you feel about Ark putting together the vigil for your daughter? I actually feel as though Ark should be the one to do it. My reasoning is that Ark knew her as a woman, as a hero, as um, a, a young druid, as a sort of vigilante figure, as someone who was both lost when he found her and redeemed by the family that she had with him and with with uh with titus i gave birth to her and i i loved her dearly i carried her for nine months but i feel like actually you know the the gnomes were very much the family who raised her but the the companionship and the bond between her arc and titus is what really healed her and made her feel whole again and I felt that when she passed on. So I would actually like Ark to be the one to do it. You see Ark putting together a vigil, the funeral for Zakai Rubble Dusk. Ark, what does this vigil look like? So there is a broken wooden table, isn't there? Yeah. So what I'm going to do is if I can find any kind of big chunky bits... Uh, what I'm going to do with my talons is try and carve out some kind of like shapes. So I want to carve out a bear. And then I want to I want to carve out a bit of the table and I'm go with me with this one. Um, if there's like some felt on the top of the table, if it's like green felt, I want to carve like a bird a little bird uh, carving from the wood and put some of the green um, bits of fabric for the eyes and I want to oh gosh what so Titus what was your dad's nickname again one second I'm just remembering <laughs> fearless shot fearless oh <gasps> Ark is doing a vigil for all of the fallen. Amazing, amazing, amazing. This is sick. So I'm going to make a little belt, I think. Maybe like the the front of like um, like GWF belt. Like I must have kind of seen, because Volok, Volok had it on him. Mm. So I'm kind of, no, I want to put like the symbol of the belt and just carve that out of wood. And I'm trying to think of anyone else. Oh, a squid. A squid. We can't. No, we, we can't say to goodbye that, to Squid. <laughs> yeah, that makes squid. it real. Squid don't need to do that. No, this is only for people who've died. Who've actually arc, died. So we would not need to include Squid. <laughs> Canonically <in this>. dead. <laughs> um, I think maybe. I mean, Madame Madonna. We had one for her already. She's yeah. We've had already had hers. 
Um, don't know. We've, we've got at least three. We've got one person connected to each of us, which is quite nice. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to to Quillo and to um uh, and to Mr. Moto Hirokoshi and to Lintu as well, and just go. Do you want to remember someone? You see, you see Quilly sighs deeply. You've never seen him not so jolly before. And he says, yeah, I mean, if you want to, yeah, I'll, I'll think about my, my wife and kids while, while the vigil's on for sure. Oh, Quilly. Oh, it's, it's, it's all right, Vixen. It was... It was five years ago. It doesn't matter. It's all good. It does matter. It does matter. Yeah, it does. Tell me about them. Uh, both beautiful goblin creatures. Um, my wife. She was. Uh, she was an IT technician. Always walking around with a. A fucking keyboard in her hand, always tapping away, like just like she was. She was always busy. She always had time for me and, and the little one, but always so busy tapping away on that little keyboard. And then my little one, well, she always had this lovely little pink bow in her hair. Yeah, I am gonna carve just kind of like three shapes really so like three figures but each of them have quite long kind of goblin ears and i'm going to pass that over to him and then going to go to to moto and go do you wish to remember anyone do i wish to remember anybody um yes um i wish to remember all of those who have fallen since I since I defected from the Palatians um, I understand that lots of casualties have happened because of the plans that I see fit to make the world right again and please Ark I, I don't expect you to whittle a few thousand people out of word I'm just um, I'll just remember them quietly to myself I'm going to carve the symbol to the Palatians because I think I've seen it before in a cave right above where we are now. So I'm going to carve that yeah. symbol onto a block of wood. And finally, we have to Linty in Arakokran. And I'm going to go, Linty, do you want to remember anyone? Linty's the bird, everyone, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Linty goes, Rah! can't remember yesterday. Can't remember yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a way to live. Love it. Um, so I'm going to give everyone um, kind of those little kind of statues, those little figures, and we're just going to gather kind of around that galactic gate. And you see Mr. Moto Hirokoshi steps up and looks to the room and raises his voice and he says, Legends are not born out of greatness. They are forged in the fires of austerity, the storms of trials and tribulations, and the will to do something that only a few can. All of those remembered here today were one of only a few who could. 
May the fires they brought to the battlefield, the laughs they displayed in all our companies, and the love they shared with every comrade they knew, give them total peace in the great beyond. Moto lifts his head from a bowed position, eyes still closed, and turns to the room for anybody else who wants to say any words. And he says, Titus, do you have any words for the fallen? Yes. Um, this is a ceremony about family, but also about friends. And sometimes people become so close that friends almost feel like family. So not only is this for my father, who's a huge inspiration to me and the reason why I'm on this journey that I'm on now, to make him feel a shot Caligavi, but also to a friend who became so much more than that, Zakaya Rubbledusk. Titus, thank you. Um, Vixen, as the mother of one of the fallen, may I ask that you share some words and thoughts and feelings on the fallen this evening? When I found out I was pregnant, it was one of the most exhilarating and also terrifying days of my life. The circumstances (laughs) around Zach's conception um, and so I pause a little bit because obviously as I start to think about things my my curse affects me so it sort of clouds my brain a bit the circumstances around Zach's conception were not ideal but what was ideal was the path the the flow of life that brought her to where she met two incredible people who became her family She got very lucky, it happened to her twice. When I held her in my arms, with my dying breath, I poured all of my love with every fibre of my being, every cell, into loving that child. And although I knew I wouldn't make it, she had a family then. They might not have been blood, but they were true family. And when she lost them, though she wandered lost for a while, another family came along to make her feel whole again. Zach achieved things that I could never have have dreamt of and my life is dedicated to honouring her memory. Vixen, that was beautiful. Thank you. Ark, may I ask that you share some words for the fallen this evening? Um, So he's going to turn to, to Vixen and go... Zack had like the most infectious fire in her belly like she was so passionate she was so determined and she lost everything twice and still she kept going like if I had an ounce of her strength I miss her I miss her every day and he's going to look at the, the bird in his hand I miss you too. I've been so lucky when I think back. Look, like when I when I think back about who you were, I have the most 
warm and fond memories. And I'm so just proud and so honoured to have even shared them with you. So. Fly through my little bird. Ah, oh, because you say this. The... <clears throat> The wooden figures that you've created in your hands dissipate and dissolve into beautiful stardust and end up swirling around all of you in this chaotic but harmonious kind of blue arcanic energy. And the hums of songs from years gone by enter into all of your minds and you all hear and that's where we end our session oh, oh. I'm actually really teary <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh. gang's back together the baby the gang back is back together, together. <laughs> yes Thank you so much to my players, Jamie, Amy, and Adam, for coming through and playing another episode of Dice With Death. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Dice Death Pod, and you can donate money to us at patreon.com forward slash Dice Death Pod. Shout out to everybody who um, is over there and sees the little bit of bits of content that we do and does donate to us every single week, or month, yeah. sorry, because we do want to make this podcast the best it can be. Um, Jamie... Where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jamu1987. And again, just want to say a big thank you to everyone who kind of stuck with us and listened to us last couple of episodes. They're not the normal campaign episodes, but, you know, thank you for listening. It means the it world to like us. sounds like you guys did an amazing job. One shots are a lot of fun as well. And obviously there are always going to be small times when the campaign has to get put on hold. And it was a naturally really good cliffhanger as yeah. well. So... Yeah, that well done, guys, for for doing those in my absence as well. Yeah, and thanks again to to Molly and Billy for for doing that with us. They were awesome. Amy, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I am at Amy underscore Mallet on Twitter and at Amy Mallet on Instagram. And Adam, where can people find you online? You can find me across social media at Adam Wilborn, and don't forget to leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify as well. But uh, just roll a d twenty, add your plus five modifier, and that's how many stars you've got to give us. <laughs> Thank you to everybody listening to another episode of Dice with Death. Say bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.